Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. That's right, the Lemon Pepper Parlay. I'm your host, Warren Weiss, joined here with my co-host, Will Blackman, with cash on his hat and a jacket that looks like a blazer. <laughs> I mean, look, man, it's just a little, little podcast, bro. I didn't know he was doing a, you know, coming coming clean like that. I, clean. I, I wasn't you, ready. you not see? I have like a, I have a t-shirt, an Under Armour t-shirt. Like I'm underneath, I'm ready to like go run, you know. It, it rained. It got. It's a little. It's a little chilly, man. So you know, I don't know. The Pico is kind of just. I don't know. It's just yeah. leisure. It's just leisure. I will say it has been slightly more cold than the normal in Los Angeles. So I'm not a fan of. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I drive an electric bicycle. Did you know that? No, but I need to get one. Like I don't have a car, so I pretty much only I, I'm pushing on the bike. But that's but that, but that makes sense though. Like it's it's such it's such a pain in the butt to drive around there and if you don't unless you're going a a far distance it is a pain in the butt i mean i don't really go any further than like you know let's say 10 miles takes 45 minutes right yeah, so like when, I, like when i lived in boston i didn't have a car when i lived in miami i didn't have a car so it was all good no need but the thing is though right now it's definitely like wear your long underwear underneath your sweatshirt no because once you get up to speed i get cold I'm not good for that. And it's funny you say that because I just, I called a game a few weeks ago at, at Air Force in Colorado Springs. And it was, I think it was, the low was like six. And I was like, I don't, I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I did it, how I managed to survive that cold weather for the, for most of my life, being from the East coast, playing in green Bay, playing in New York, playing in, in uh, Virginia. Well, Maryland, Washington, you pick, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> it's all, the, the DMV. It's all, I got you. It's all, <laughs> it's all the above. I don't know how I did it. It was un, like, it is unbearable. Like my, you know, I, I, it's ridiculous. So that's why I'm like, right. When it does get cold here, it gets cold here. When I used to tell, when I used to move to Michigan, people used to be, man, like, I don't know, how do you, you know, you're not used to this by now. I don't know. People don't understand. You don't have to go through that. Like, you don't have to. Like you don't have our to producer, do our producer Meatballs, he's been out in LA for like probably three years at this point. I don't know if he's gonna pop on the microphone or not, but he'll tell you after second after a second year, he's like, wait, there's still no snow. It's still not gonna get cold. Yeah, yeah, you earned this. You earned this. You live here for a reason, buddy. Remember that. But that's you know what else is kind of unbelievable though. How you stayed in all that cold? How is Joe Burrow undefeated against Patrick Mahomes? Listen. I I learned real early in my life that there is someone for everyone. Okay. <laughs> no, no matter how good you think you are or how talented you actually are, there is someone for everyone. You will meet your nemesis sooner or later. And it just happened to be for Patrick Mahomes. It happened soon. Now, fortunately for Patrick Mahomes, he already put up like, Hall of Fame accolades early. And so now he's just like building his stats. Like he got the ring. He got the MVP. Like he's, it's all downhill. He got the contract. It is all downhill for Patrick Mahomes in terms of like, he, he doesn't do anything anymore. He just has to just keep winning. Sure. But, but <laughs> that man, <laughs> that man is there. And and these are like impressive wins too. These aren't like, 
you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. My point is they're impressive wins. It's not like they're back. I'll put it like this. It's not like the Bengals are backing into these wins. It's yeah. not like it's not like, like it's, it's not like the Chiefs are playing bad. Like these are like, like the uh, field goal, just a gust of wind blew it out the wrong yeah, way. Right. That's, that's what no, I mean. No, no. That's what I mean. Beat. These aren't like, oh, the you know, the Chiefs had like 10 penalties and eight turnovers, and you know, nah, right. this is like straight up. This is a 12 round fight that's going to a decision. And sometimes it's been unanimous. <laughs> but because also too, with I call Burrow, he's he's Brady Jr. Like, to me, he he is in terms of, like, his energy, his thought process, his toughness, just his situational awareness or already, like, coming into that, you know? So that's – there's someone it, for everyone. I'm just letting you I know. Say, the thing about Burrow that reminds me of Brady, right? And the difference is I like Joe Burrow, and I don't like Tom Brady. We'll get into that in a minute. Like, I've, like, I've been a fan of Burrow since he got to LSU, right? I mean, why not? I just like the way he carries himself. I like his swag. Um, and to me, I, he reminds me of Baker Mayfield, but like the cool version, and we'll get to him in just a minute, but like both of them, number one overall picks, but like both of them kind of counted out, had to transfer so on. And like Joe Burrow to me takes it in a much better way. Like he carries it and like, he knows he's like, yeah, I've been counted out before. It doesn't matter. Well, Cause Joe Burrow is way more mature. That's what it was. And, well, ultimately that's, that's, and that's, I think what you, when you, when he's walking in the room, Guys gravitate to him, right? Like, like, and they're very much in the same way that Tom Brady, like, guys gravitated to Brady even early on in his career because he's not assu- he's not assuming he's not going to be somebody who's going to be. He's a team guy, of uh, overwhelmingly like if the if it's three yards for a first down, Joe Burrow has no problem diving for that. The same way that Tom Brady would have no problem diving right. for that. Like, you know, where right. some guys right. are just like, Yo, guys are. I'm a, I was just saying, some guys are like, I'm a quarterback, like, I'm going to throw the ball. Like, I, you know, I, like, Joe Burrow's a football player. Right. The, the beauty makes, with Joe yeah. Burrow is he has the intangible that I talk about in terms of like a quarterback has to have. Yes, you look at the physical tools in terms of like, you know, can he push the ball down the field? You mm-hmm. know, can he go through his progression? Can he do this, that, and the third? Does he have situational awareness? But as you mentioned, when he, when he's in, when he, is in a locker room or on a team, he elevates everyone else. Even the coaching you want to put, you want now as a coach, you want to put him in better situations. Everyone's like, man, I got a guy like he elevates everyone's level of play because what keep in mind, we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals right here Mm -hmm. as one of the top teams in the NFL instantly, instantly. Uh, I mean, you're what took him to the Super Bowl instantly. And so, he has he has that ability, and and that's and that's the thing that's really hard to do. I know you, we're going to get into Baker later, but that was kind of what that's what Cleveland was hoping for when they got Absolutely. because because Baker he does he does have that he does have that ability. But what happened was my my opinion is they gave him the keys to the car way too soon because Cleveland was desperate. I don't think Cincinnati was desperate. Cincinnati was like, hey, we got to restart. Like, here we go. Let's build this. Let's, we got our guy. Let's go through it. And all of a sudden, they didn't realize, like, no, like this, this man, like, he's, he's way more effective than well, we thought. So, and part to the Cleveland situation, you're so, you spend so much time looking for the guy, right? Like, I mean, who's they're, desperate. Be they're desperate. They're desperate. The guy. Whereas in Cincinnati, you know, 
take it or leave it, you did have Andy Dalton for like 15 years, it felt like, right? You did have all the, like, Carson, Marvin Lewis having the most first-round playoff exits means that the Bengals made the playoffs, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, so the team, so I I get where you're coming from with that. To me, even though we always look at these as Burrow versus Mahomes and three three and oh, to me, it's more of a Spagnolo issue and an Andy Reid issue. What the, the Bengals do to the Chiefs, what it seems like, uh, I don't know if the rest of the league doesn't or just can't, they're like, you know what? Run the ball. I dare you. You know what I'm saying? We will have three down linemen, two linebackers, four line. you know what I'm saying? Some combination, five five people like committed to stopping the run, and the rest will be passes, and the Chiefs will continue to throw the ball. And then on the other side of it, you got Jamar Chase, who's obviously a number one receiver, T. Higgins, who could be a number one receiver if Jamar Chase wasn't the number one receiver on the team. And then Tyler Boyd, who, you know, albeit dropping a wide open touchdown, is a dog. Add that in with Joe Mixon. I don't see how you can line up and just press man and single high safety all day, especially when you got like got a guy like Burrow who's going to give his receivers an opportunity to go make plays over defensive backs. So right. and even when, like- even when Mixon is out. Samaje, he's a really smart football player. So I mean, especially he had the record like, for rushing in college for a period of that's time. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, I'm well in college, but I'm saying like for in the pros wise, you know, usually okay, let's say Zeke's out. Zeke was injured. Tony Pollard came in. Tony Pollard did really well, obviously run the football, but teams would try to blitz him because his protection wasn't you know up to par. And so I'm saying with Samaje, he came in there and in terms of like his in, his football smarts. Where he he can he can get the job done whether it's pass pro whether it's receiving whether it's rushing you know so in terms of like they they have the luxury of having those two Oklahoma boys back there you know getting it done yeah it was it's one of the things especially back in the in the um uh in the Super Bowl people were complaining like why is Shamaji P right in here so much right he's like bro because we got to keep Joe Burrow standing upright that's that's part of the plan here yeah and speaking um, of that that's what they did this offseason, right they yes. they boosted that O line. Yeah, which was, which was you, crazy because for them to get to the Super Bowl and for that to be their only offseason adjustment, I mean that's like that's that's outstanding for them, which is why they're playing so well right now. Between that, the defense is outstanding. I mean, when you look at their second half numbers, I mean, kind of almost comparable with San Francisco, like comparable with Denver. You know what I'm saying? And then when you you tie that in with a, a rifle like Burrow and guy and weapons like Chase and Higgins. It's just that team. I said it two, three weeks ago. That's like, I didn't know who was going to win this game in particular, but when it was all said and done, I thought we were coming at, I thought we'd be looking at Bengals, Chiefs, Ravens, Bills as the teams that are really competing for the AFC championship. Ravens took a major hit to that. As first of all, they haven't looked great all season. Second yeah, of all, they season. barely beat the Broncos. Like the like the Broncos, they, I mean, scratch like scratching out ten points over the Broncos. Lamar Jackson out days, not weeks, says uh, says John Harbaugh. But I just this season is over for the Ravens. No. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. It just you just. I know we're going we're to get to it, but I don't, I don't have them beating the Steelers this week either. You know, I just, 
Do you 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 put me on? You you've said it much better than I had thought it prior. But this offense is horrible. There's no opportunities for success. It feels like like there's no like the best case scenario is not great. This is the second year in a row Lamar's gotten hurt, and like people talking about the running quarterbacks getting hurt. It's like, bro, Lamar Jackson is this offense. Kenyon Drake is a waiver wire running back. Like, Demarcus Robinson was the fourth receiver in Kansas City before he came out here and was the number one guy. Deshaun Jackson was watching high school football with me during the playoffs just a few <laughs> months, just a few weeks ago. And now he's like running routes for Lamar Jackson. So I, it's just, there's no opportunity for success. And uh, at this point, well, that's why it, last, last week, the like the Broncos Ravens game, like, I turned that off instantly. Oh, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know why I did that to myself to even glimpse at it. Because but I, I, you mentioned like two, you mentioned the Ravens offense. Obviously, Denver is I was like like that, that game was ten to nine, bro. That's, I mean that's that's just terrible. Like, and it's it's all right. Let's just think about this. Like Patrick Mahomes has won an MVP in this league. Aaron Rodgers won an MVP in this league. Like, of, of people who won in the last few years, like, and yeah, the Packers aren't great right now, but at least you can see the vision of what they're trying to do, right? right. Like, it's like, you may disagree with it, you know what I'm saying? But we, but dis- we knew, but we knew Green Bay was going to have issues. Yes. Like, we knew that. It's just, I don't understand how, and then, and then you know what else just drives me the most mad about this? When you look at the Washington game, the Washington versus Commanders, Lamar Jackson would elevate either one of those teams to one of the best teams in the NFC, I feel like, if he could play quarterback for them with that coach, with the coaching staffs. I agree. And the way that they utilize their quarterbacks and the way that they use their weapons. And you know what really like John I think Harbaugh, he, I think he were a crush in Atlanta. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Absolutely. But obviously, I mean, they have Ritter who they like. Um, but this is the same John Harbaugh who fired his offensive coordinator, elevated Jim Caldwell, called, called well, and then went on a Super Bowl run because the offense wasn't getting it done. You have a much more talented quarterback than you did in Joe Flacco right now. And it's just like business as usual, and I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's the thing, too, is – I look at situations and I'm like, okay, is it the is it the quarterback or is it the is it the system? Is it the coaching? Um, because once you get the quarterback, the development never stops. Yeah, you, you got the QB because of what he is capable or the potential of what he can he can do, and so development should never stop. Like where it is, like even now, like let's go across the map and. You look at the the issues that the Chargers are having. You know, is it Herbert or is it the Chargers coaching staff? You know, like like what is it? Every right now they're 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 beating down Herbert, saying like, oh man, like he he has as many, I think, losses as Matt Ryan did, almost as many in his first like two years or whatever it was, sure or three years. I don't know. Perhaps perhaps they. They are limited in developing him, you know? So that's why I feel like, you know, Staley could be on the hot seat or someone on the staff could be on the hot seat. And I feel like with the Ravens, with Lamar, I don't think he goes back to Baltimore. I don't. 
I, I wouldn't. I said it th- two weeks ago. I thought it was the first time that I ever thought that it wasn't because Lamar Jackson would not be a Raven for life. And since then, I mean, we've seen frustration out of him that we haven't seen in past years. And you know what else? If you think about it, he got the MVP, and then they didn't pay him, and then they didn't pay him again. Meanwhile, you got Kyler Murray, who can't get off video games, getting paid. You got Deshaun Watson, who's accused of everything under the sun, getting guaranteed contracts. And Lamar Jackson got to be like, if I'm sitting there, I'm Lamar Jackson. I'm like, bro, only one of me, only one of these three is the MVP. Jared Goff got a big money. Carson Wentz got a big money. Both of them, they can't wait to get rid of. <laughs> well, Jared like, Goff is good now. He's doing all right right now. Jer- no, Jared Goff is the same guy he's always been. If he's got a running game, if it's just side, nah, he, got, he got a little more edge now because he's he like got sent to Detroit. He lost his spot That's in true. LA, That's sunny LA. He got a little he got a little more edge right now, and and it works. I think he's around a bunch of coaches who who don't care, and they're not going to hold his hand. Yeah, so he's so he's they, for he's forced to do something, uh, which which they are. I, I, I just say that. But I don't. Yeah. I would say in terms of offense, like in terms of him just on the field, he kind of looks like the same way of the Rams when they had Ty Gurley and were cooking. You know, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, that's why. I mean, my my initial thought is, I mean, Seattle. Seattle might have it. They might have it. They may have everything that they need to go ahead and get Lamar in the offseason. I know they love Geno. They're pumping up Geno. Geno's playing outstanding. But sometimes that's just the nature of the biz. Yeah, I mean, Lamar would be great as a Seahawk. There's so many places that I want to see him now. I would love it to be Baltimore, but I just can't. I can't watch him run past concepts that Long Beach Poly would be able to defend. Like, you know, so like I can't. I can't do it. Like, I'm sick of watching these tight ends. The tight ends are not wide receivers, bro. You have wide receivers and you have tight ends in the history of football. That's how it's always been. Maybe you should invest some in the wide. I'm through with that. I'm moving I'm, on. Moving on. <laughs> exactly. We could spend a whole segment on that. A whole podcast talking about what's going on there. But anyhow, Speaking moving of, on. Former NFL MVPs. Second time this year, a team just laid down and let Brady walk down the end of the walk down the field in a, in a game in which his offense has done absolutely nothing up until that point. The Rams did it. The Saints did it. Laid down with five minutes left and said, "You know what? Good night. Here you go, Tom. I hope you get a good rest. Let's have have a good media availability after this, Tom. Don't worry. Go have some fun. We'll just we'll just get out of the way and let you score touchdowns." Mark Ingram torn is confirmed he had a torn MCL today, and. Uh, I'm still upset at that hit with him for going out of bounds on second and eight and not just just go down inside, go down inbounds, go down out of bounds. I mean, don't, don't go out, uh, go down inbounds, don't go in the game. All of it is, and it really pisses me off, Will, because I had the Falcons or the Saints to win the NFC South, and now the Buccaneers are going to win it because people just keep giving them games. That's good, yeah. And I I knew that. I'm like, look, despite them and their ugly record, I said one of the most dangerous teams right now. Is gonna be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They just need to get in. Just get in. even, you know, like when Seattle got in at seven to nine. Just get in. Just get in the dance, man. It is not, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Just 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 get in the just get in there. And and someone who's very comfortable and does very well in the postseason is Mr. Tom Brady. Um 
so yeah, uh, I mean, it's, I was nervous because I was like, man, they, like they have to get this win. Like this, this is a must win for this team. And they got it done. Julio showing flashes of old. A flash. <laughs> a flash. Because I definitely was like, yo, when he, when he made that catch at first, I was like, yo, who is that? <laughs> yeah, no, like genuinely, you're like, wait, who is that? Oh, yo, that's Julio. Nah, I I said it against when they beat the Rams, and I was uh, at uh, the Buccaneers have something that it, I don't know why they don't do it more often. Maybe you can shed insight to it. If Tom Brady, like it seems like when Tom Brady is sitting there calling the plays, running running a two minute to four minute drill. They can uh-huh. move the ball down the field with these, right? Um, but it's just outside of that period in time. You know, the other, what is it, 24 to 28 minutes per half in which they are, you know, playing football, they they it's it's a struggle. But as soon as they get into that four minute and less, we're going to possess the ball and score a touchdown with like, you know, minimal time left for the other team, that scenario, their lights out. And and a lot of it has to do with some checkdowns to Rashad White, but it, I just who they you know kind of have found and have used as their as their James White from past years in yep. the Tom Brady offense. Um, that's scary to me because that's right. real because that's it's situ it's situational football, and that's why that's why it's interesting when you know people get into the whole debate of like was it Tom was it Bill. You know, Tom left and won a ring and, you know, Bill is still trying to figure it out. Um, but it's like, like, it was both. Like, what, what do you think Brady learned all that stuff? Not at Michigan. Right. <laughs> he learned it at Michigan. He came there and he, and he learned, like, he, he learned there is, a, there is a simple method of winning football games. That is, the, me- the, the method is easy, but it's hard to execute. Right. Like the one glaring stat that's over 70% true is you win the turnover battle, right? Don't give the ball up. You get your, your chances of winning are going to increase. You know, win the situations, you know, win, win the end of the first half, win third down, time of possession, you know, you, you know, like where you, where you are you located mostly on the field? You want to be on the plus side of the field. Okay, take a profit here and there. Let's just get in the field goal range and take as many points as we can get. Brady yeah. understands all those things. It so happens that last year, you know, he ended up throwing for, you know, his 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 best of all time over 5,000 yards. Um, but he understands the situation. He knows how to win games. That was the whole point with this Tampa Bay team is like this was a good football team that had a quarterback that threw like 30 picks. Yeah, so I got damn picks. But this it was a good football team. If we can get a guy who can just understand situations we're going to be a damn good football team and brady saw that and he went there he went to a a really good football team and made them a super bowl champion I mean, if memory serves there were seven and seven and nine seven nine with Jameis throwing five thousand yards 30 touchdowns 30 picks yes i said if he just threw 15 less interceptions if he just threw 15 picks he was good <laughs> yeah. he was mvp he was mvp it would have been MVP, and the Buccaneers would have been one of the best teams in the NFC. Yes, um, but he didn't, and they weren't. So, but speaking of one of the best teams in the NFC, I have to I have to apologize to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done trying to 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 be cute. I'm done trying to thread the needle. 
I'm done trying to pick and choose when you guys are going to lose or you're not going to cover the spread. No, I'm done. I'm done. And, and you know what? I really, The rest of the country was right there being cute and smart with me, except for one person. That's the lone wolf, Eddie Spaghetti, was the only person who picked the best team with the best record in the NFC to actually beat the Titans, who go ahead and did it so badly. That, you know, I don't know. A.J. Brown has two touchdowns. Traylon Burks gets knocked out in the first round, in the first quarter with a concussion. Did you pick them to win or to cover? That's a, a You picked them to cover. There's a difference. Okay. You picked them to cover. That's different. Um, but John Robinson gets fired in Tennessee after this. Is it just as, I mean, I don't know. I'm obviously, neither one of us are in the room. But there is kind of a, there's got to be right. something where he's like, yo, we had this guy on our team, and now he's just literally put up 14 points on us in the most embarrassing fashion that we can imagine. Right. You let your personal agenda send him to Philly for him to come back here and mop us. Is that what they were thinking? I mean, you got that. Then you got, you know, we were just talking about how Julio had a flash. Julio was the the solution last year, like in Tennessee. Uh, I can see some, like I put it like the thing about it. If Derrick Henry goes down, that that team I'll say this. That team is a no-name team that seems to perform pretty good in terms of above expectation. So it's the type of thing that makes me wonder, like, if these guys had some dogs, like an A.J. Brown, right, like they did before, it makes me wonder where where they'd be right now. And I wonder if that's the same kind of conversation that Tennessee was having. Because I think they're one of the best coaches Probably. in the league in Vrabel. Yeah, no, ten- I think for, for an executive, for a general manager, Tennessee is a, is a great spot. Um, I, I feel like the only, the only true question is, you know, obviously your quarterback position. And then but overall, I think for Rabel has, he has them, he has them competing. Obviously you have, you know, the best running back in the league, uh, for the past, the better part of the decade. Um, so that's, it's a good spot. I think it's an attractive spot for a general manager. Tennessee is pretty dope, uh, to, to live from what I heard, it's, it's fun to hang out. And plus, it's a it's a division that is wide open every year. Wide open. So it's a great job. Yeah, wide open's all right. I'll tell you that. This this AFC South is an abomination. <laughs> so like Southern football this year is just not it's not where it's at. NFC South, AFC South, just it's not great. Speaking of the AFC South. The Texans lost that game in a fashion in which I have never seen before. And I watched a way more of it than I should have. Same. Bec- for, the, was, for, the right, for, the, for the main reason, right? You want to see we're sitting play. there watching to see what Deshaun Watson is going to do. And in the meanwhile, I'm just watching a complete implosion. Implosion. Hunt return for a touchdown. A fumble on your own goal line doing a quarterback sneak. That pops up to like the eight-yard line, first of all. How does that ball just not get buried under the pile? Pops out to like the eight-yard line. Denzel Ward backpedals into the end zone. And then a pick six on a screen. Like, the Browns had no business covering this game. I watched way too much of that game. In a game in which Deshaun Watson had 12 completions for 150 yards. Well, I mean, I kind of... I did not expect him to play like outstanding at all by any means. I did not. But like you said, though, I did watch. I did watch way too much. I got into like this. I think right before his pick is when I stopped. I was like, I can't do this anymore. 
Yeah, um, Jalen Petrie makes plays, bro. He does make plays. He does make plays. But I mean, I mean, the Browns played the Texans. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> I did not expect the Texans to do anything, and they didn't. <laughs> but give the ball up. I mean, they I played just, pretty good. They played. I mean, they played well defensively because Deshaun did look. He looked really, really rusty, as he should have. He hasn't played football in forever. So um, how long does how long how long does rust take to 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 rust off? What you mean? I'm trying like, to play, like plays or series. He just had to get that. He's never look, played. I, a, he never played a full. Not just hasn't played a full game or a game at all, but he hasn't played a game with these dudes. So it's like you can have these live reps in practice, but in the game, you don't know what they're thinking. You I hear what you're saying, but it's not like we're weak. It's uh, the reason I'm asking is because all right, week one, two, three with your your new team and your new situation. Like for example, the Cincinnati Bengals, new offensive line, first five weeks of the year, they're figuring it all out. Seems like they might have gotten it down, right? You know what I'm saying? Some of these other teams like uh, that are trying to figure it out as they're going out through the first few weeks of the season, getting some of that, you know, like you said, practice reps that are not the same as live fire. Well, everybody else is in week 13 or 14 of live fire where Deshaun Watson is in week one of yes. live fire. So I'm wondering how long do, would, would you expect, or if you could even say to where you would expect him to be at a level that we could expect him to play at consistently. Cause I, I agree with you when I don't think it was Sunday, um, but I don't know if we should expect him to be, you know, Houston Texans, Deshaun Washington was spinning out of, of, of sacks in that game, and they were up 24 to nothing or 24 to seven or whatever against the Chiefs in the playoffs. Well, you know what? He got that man this week, like you said. He got Joe Burrow coming up. So this is a good – this will be a good test to see where he is. Texas was kind of like – one, obviously, we knew why he came back that week, right? You don't you don't have an odd number suspension for a reason like that. Like I said, it was almost like the you, when you see those crazy prison sentences, sentences where it's like, yeah, I got, you know, I got 73 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he got 11 games. So, I mean, just in time for that one. But we, I mean, I knew Texas were not going to win that one. This is going to be the true test. Let's see how this rolls. You got a division opponent. You're going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's not Tennessee was not Texas. I mean, Texans was nice. Tennessee Cincinnati's not going to be nice to Deshaun. We'll pick that game in uh in just a moment. But first, let's touch on this. The embattled at this point, journeyman quarterback Baker Mayfield has been claimed by the Los Angeles Rams and is alleged to potentially start on Thursday. I was surprised to see this. I thought the Rams wouldn't have picked him up. I was. I didn't think that anybody. I didn't know who was going to pick him up through waivers. Honestly, I didn't see the 49ers, but he's in San Francisco. I mean, he's in Los Angeles now, which I thought Matt Stafford was going to be your guy there. But I guess. Uh, I mean, what do they? What do you think? They're just kicking the tires and seeing what he can do. No, I. I think. Um, I was surprised by the Rams, but this this makes a lot of sense. Uh, simply because you heard. Like McVay is kind of like half, one foot in, one foot out, right? Sure. He's like once he's like once this group is gone, we're talking about like uh, Stafford, Stafford and AD, and all Ramsey. those boys. Like yeah. when when this guy, especially when Stafford, when he's gone, like he goes, I'm shutting it down. And when they're when when he's gone, 
Stafford's gone, they don't really have, they're not in a situation to get another quarterback. Like they're not. That is true. You, you know what I'm saying? So this is kind of like, let Baker come in here and, you know, he might be here for a year. He might be for two years. He might be in a situation next year where maybe a team wants a QB and they can get something for him. You know, they might, they might be in a situation. And then for Baker, it was just for him to actually go to a legit situation where, Hey, there's a possibility. There's a possible opportunity because we, as we know right now, Carolina is they, they're going to pretty much going to revamp that whole situation, especially offensively. And so I look at it on both ends right now, the Rams have nothing going for quarterback. This is an opportunity for him to go in there and kind of like rebuild and somewhat redeem himself, get some film um, for the off season. And then if things look well, then, Hey, perhaps he stay, he stays there. Maybe he's like, you know, when the Rams had uh, Stafford and, and, you know, I know he didn't stay a long time, but Bortles, he was the first one pick who ended up being a backup in this situation. You know, you got two starters and again, we don't Stafford with his health. We don't know what he's going to do, you know? So this is a situation where on all ends, you're looking out for your future. Baker's looking out for his future as well. I like the decision. I like this. I don't think anything crazy of it, but I I think it's smart on both parties to do so. So I, I mean, thought, so go ahead. Yeah, I thought you know, I thought maybe San Fran, but I don't know if I don't know what Kathy feels about Baker. <laughs> that could, <laughs> he could have hey, been on the show, right? Look, hey, Kyle, Kyle could have asked Christian like, "Hey, man, what do you think?" He's like, "Ah, I don't know, man." <laughs> so but to, so first i think with the uh with the rams i i guess good on you baker like i wouldn't want to if i would be trying to be at this point i will be trying to think about where can i hold a clipboard and be successful and like have a mitchell trubisky type of thing where somebody else might sign me to a deal where i can compete with a starter and i have like a rehabilitation year where i don't do anything Right. Like it was like I just somehow magically got better by sitting behind Josh Allen. Or maybe that could be the case for a Matthew Stafford. I guess for the Rams, it makes sense that you're like it costs you very little to acquire what could be a good asset, right? Down the line. Right. Um, I just don't have the faith in to me, Jared Goff is probably better than Baker Mayfield. More like He's more humble and more aware of himself. Like to me, Baker running around all the time. He's like, bro, you're not running away from nobody. He's got, I just, I just, and he seems to be one of them type of people who is so, you know, he's so tough that like he expects people to like pat him on the back for it. But Baker, he's on a team where he is, he is not going to be the alpha at all by any means just because of the guys who are on defense, you know? And so who knows, man? I think sometimes, man, I just think guys got to go through it. You know what I mean? I think right now players on the team are kind of like, yeah, you know, we, we, you know, it is what it is. I don't think they have any major thoughts about it, but yeah. Like I said, my reaction is, Hey, this, this could help what's going on. And that's it. I mean, I think they asked Bobby Wagner, like, what does he feel about it? He was like, hey, whatever helps the team. And he just kept it real brief. He said, I played against him twice, once or twice. And he said, hey, if this is going to help, then cool. I mean, 
What else should you say? There's nothing to say. Man. You know what didn't help the team? Hiring a head coach from TV. Maybe that's how you give up 33 points in the fourth quarter. And you know what? I don't care that you're going to say it's not all Jeff Saturday's fault. I'm pointing every single time at this guy and the complete, the complete tank job that the Colts are doing in broad daylight to the rest of the NFL. I'd be pissed. I'll say it again. I'd be pissed if I was on some type of competition committee or, or some type of situation like that. They were going in to tie that thing. And gave up 33 points. It is the most impressive attempt to lose I have seen in a very long time. I'm not gonna give, I'm not gonna say attempt to lose. I will. No. I will. You know, Ed, this is this is gonna be tough for me to say because you know, behind me, I have I have two NFC East champion hats. Okay, one with the Giants and one with the at the time the the Redskins. And so by nature, like going against the Cowboys was something that I, I did. Only thing I can say that was beneficial about the Cowboys for me in my life is I bet my grandpa $20 that they beat the Bills in 92. And I won my 20 bucks. Um, and 93, I won my 20 bucks. But I will say like this is, I see a lot of people right now on, on the media, like not not impressed with this win at all by Dallas. Um, and I think for what, for what, for, for this, for them, for them to win like this is like beyond impressive, like 54 points to drop 54 points on an NFL team. I don't care how it happened to drop 54 points on an NFL team, especially in this day and age. Now let it be 54 50. Okay. No one was just playing defense, sure. but they, but Not, they absolutely but just, to your point of yeah, absolutely just dominated. Them. They dominated the Colts. The Vikings one was more impressive to me. But ultimately, when you have a scenario in which you can score multiple defensive touchdowns a game, like, <laughs> yeah, that's, but, but that's the thing. That's like, going to be real tough. So I play football from ages six to like 36 years old. I have never been on a team that's gave up a 50 burger ever. Not saying because me, I'm just saying because it's like, it's insanely sure. hard to do. Like, they had. Dallas has how many how many games this year where they put up at least 40 or more? Like this is what Dallas should have should have done. Okay, they well, put to 40, your point, you they put 49, like, they put 49 on the Bears, they put 40 on the Vikings, they put 54 on the Colts. Like these wins are impressive. And like I almost feel like like I don't want to I don't want to jump ahead because every time we put respect on the Cowboys' names, they end up disappointing everybody on, on earth. But this team, this Dallas is doing exactly what they should be doing, you know. So in terms of, in terms of that, it's like you should. I understand. Yes, Philly's the best team, but you know, I look at their their head to head situations, you know, or in terms of like common opponent, like Philly barely beat the Colts, Dallas mops them, barely beat Detroit, Dallas twenty four to six, you know, like like stuff like that. Uh, they, you know, they, they beat Minnesota, but Dallas absolutely mops Minnesota. Now Philly beat Dallas. Yes, Dallas did not have Dak. Also, Cooper Cooper rushed through what three picks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. I mean, and Dallas defense played really well. I mean, they only had they only gave up two two hundred sixty eight yards on uh, 
on defense. So it's kind of like, man, like Dallas right now is, is playing outstanding really, really well. And they're having impressive wins. Like they, they should be doing that. They should be dropping these points on people. And honestly, Dallas, Dallas could have a better record if, you know, one, if Dak wasn't hurt, even though they, 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 they lost when he was in there. Like they had the, the week one loss to Tampa. Um, they had the overtime loss to Green Bay. And then I mentioned the no Dak. So right now I, I like where Dallas is headed. I like what they're doing. I like the momentum they have. And I got, I think they're going to, I think they're going to be the Texans. They're going to be the Jaguars. And that Christmas Eve matchup is circled like a mo. <laughs> that's definitely against Philly. Yeah, I mean, so that's how I, I feel. Like it was, it was really impressive. So I don't understand, you know, I don't understand why people are like, oh, it was a close, like it was fifty-four points, people. Now it's the idea that you had a thirty-three point fourth quarter. This makes me feel like you just laid down. That that's me because, like you said. You've never been on a team that gave up a 50-burger. This team gave up 33 points in 15 minutes. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So, like, I'm not saying that the Cowboys – of course, the Cowboys had to run the ball into the back of the end zone. I'm much more impressed with their win over, over Minnesota than this one, just simply because I feel like there was a little bit of quit in it. I don't feel like – I feel like now – but you know what, though? A little bit of quit makes this a – makes the margin of victory what? So a little bit of quit takes it from 54 to 19 to 40 to 19. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I think, like, I don't think there's too much. So to your, I agree with your overarching point, but like you said, no one's ever scored 50 on you. You've been playing football for 30 years. You know why? <laughs> Maybe it's because you always had a coach, but. <laughs> wow. Before right, we get moving in. Moving on. Yeah, I'm about to say, before Let's we get in. Let's take a break. Place, all right. Let's take a break. Let's take a right? break. Let's Jeez. take a break. <laughs> Your first bet with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code CAESARFULL, C-Z-R FULL, and place your first bet. If you win, congratulations. If you don't, you'll get it back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you 1,000 tier credits and 1,000 rewards credits, types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, game tickets, experiences, and more. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ontario, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you know someone who has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2500. Three seven or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 100gambler.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, oh, Will, man. you alluded to it earlier, man. No Lamar Jackson more than likely in this game. The Ravens. Plus two versus the Steelers, total 37 and a half. AFC North, black and blue matchup right here. Where are you going? I think the Ravens are going to get black and blued. I, I got I got the Steelers by my like seven. I think the Steelers are going to play great. Tomlin is going to get these boys turned. I got the Steelers this one. Money line, yeah. my Steelers. Yeah. The other thing with the Steelers, too, uh, Kenny Pickett. Jay and George Pickett Pickens, is feeling good. They have been, they have, I say this, if I was a Pittsburgh fan, I would feel good about it. I'd feel really good about it. I'd be like, okay, we're figuring something out here. I like the way that those two teams are lining up. I like the Steelers in a close one, and I do think it goes under. And I just am praying that this game is at 1 o'clock, so it'll be a red zone game and not one I have to actually pay four four fifteen attention to. Uh <laughs> Yeah, like let me the, let me start the day with this game. I agree. Exactly. So the, the you know the standout game of the of the week, the Vikings are underdogs to the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Dan wild. Campbell and his kneecaps. Total fifty three and a half. I That's saw wild. this. The last I saw it was Lions minus two. The losing team giving up two points. To the team with the second best record in the NFC uh, and one of the best receivers in football in Justin Jefferson. Are you on the train? Are the Lions going to beat the Vikings? This, uh, You know what, man? Only, only because this, this game is in Detroit is why I'm nervous as hell <laughs> to, to pick this. Um, I mean, shoot, even in some cases, it moved to two, two and a half. Yep. Oh man. Oh man. You know what? What time is this game at? <laughs> it's a morning game. It's a 10 a.m. game. All okay. right, cool. Well, 10 a.m. One o'clock Eastern kid. One o'clock. Yep. One o'clock. You know, I'm gonna go Minnesota on this one. Um uh, if, you, if it if it was a little 430 action, you might have to, to uh, tell Kurt. That's why I gotta know what hey man, I gotta know what time it is, man. Like listen, I learned I learned this game. Everything matters, all the details matter. What time is the game? Who's healthy? Who's hurt? Who's who has something on their mind? What's going I need to know all these details. All these details. So yeah, it's a it's an early game. I think Kurt's gonna feel good. It's indoors, you know, Kurt can do his thing. You know, Jefferson's going to be turned, even though he's going to see Amar Ross St. Brown over there trying to do his thing. Man, you know what? Davin Cook, Madison, as long as Madison's not doing that soccer twerking, we're good. Um, yeah, I got Minnesota. Who you got? I'm going, uh, I'm going to take the Lions here. 
to win. Now, if this thing gets up to like three, no, relax, relax, have a seat. No, everybody calm down. We're not taking the Lions minus a field goal. Come on. But I do think the Lions win this game. So I felt much better at it when I could have got, got the Lions on Sunday as an underdog in this thing. And the line has shifted immensely. I'd play the Lions up to two. I think they win. I think they win it close. Uh, like you said, I like the way Jared Goff has been playing. Vikings defense has been kind of patchwork in my opinion. So I, I don't know. Um, so I'm taking the Lions there in a game that has given me a lot of cause for concern because it seems like everybody's taking the Vic- the Lions here. Um, the Browns and Deshaun Watson, the aforementioned rusty Deshaun Watson, plus six against Joey B in the, in the, in the Cincinnati Bengals. Totals 47. Bengals have been talked about as one of the best teams in the AFC this week. Where are you going with this one? Yeah, I think I think right now the Bengals are catching stride. I think um I mean this can go one or two ways, you know. This could be a situation where like the Bengals just mop them and just just throw them out the club. But this can be one of those games where maybe maybe Deshaun is like, okay, he he starts doing some matrix stuff on the field. And he, he, he's like just doing his things and making plays. But I don't think it will be enough to do this. I do like Cincinnati uh, doing this, you know, even by even by like seven or eight, you know. I think it's be one of those games where it's like 24, you know, 16. I don't know, something crazy like that. I'm going to take the Browns to cover, but I think the Bengals do win this thing outright, but I'll take the yeah. Browns to cover. I like the matchups of the cornerbacks against uh, against Chase and Higgins. I like right. I, I like that matchup. Um, well, there's so some history go. there. There is some verbal history yeah. there. Oh, yeah. I agree. So I'm kind of leaning on that in this play. I do think ultimately the Bengals win, though, and I think they go. I think the Bengals are going to be a force in the AFC as the weather turns colder and we get closer to Christmas. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I believe, is undefeated against the Denver Broncos. Well, it's going to keep going this week, so we can move on. <laughs> the only the only question I have, really, I don't is, have a question. Well, is the Broncos defense good enough to wish to make Kansas City hold them to like 24? Look, the, this could this potentially ball. be a cause to say this. The Chiefs are nine point favorites. So the reason I ask that is could they hold them like 24? Maybe because then maybe Denver could scratch out, you know, five field goals. Well, I hope so, because I just picked up McManus as my kicker. Um <laughs> It's home game and it's thin air. And the fact that it's thin air, that ball is going to be getting slung by Patrick Mahomes. I think this ain't, this is not going to be one of those 10 9 games. If this is a game where it's like that, if this is a 10 9 situation, somebody's losing their job. They have to, right? On, on the offensive side. Like there has to be some accountability. If, if this Broncos defense holds the Chiefs to under 14 points and they lose the game, we're looking at OCs and head coaches. We're looking at benching somebody. Like something on offense has to happen if that's the case. 
Like, no, there's no like, hey, let's let's get through it. Let's figure it out. Let's fight through it. It's like, man, we need to figure this out now. Yeah. Because if 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 that's the case, then hey, we got what four five games to to figure this out, whatever it is. So, yeah, this is. I, I don't think I don't think it's going to be good. The last, I, I agree with you on that one. I'm, I'm taking Kansas City by a mile. I Kansas the the by total a mile is high. Four, <laughs> by a mile <laughs> high, right? Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like this total is forty three. And it might go under Chiefs 37, Broncos 3. Like, I can see it being like that scenario, that type of right, scenario. Right, I can see that. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, the last game that really, truly jumps out to me, you got Tom Brady. Yes. The greatest quarterback of all time. Going back to his hometown. As a three-point dog to Brock the Rock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. Like I had a San Francisco, I had a terrible football Sunday. Will my my Super Bowl matchup, which I bet individually and AFC versus NFC matchup, San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens, both of whom lost their starting quarterbacks, and then the uh, 49ers had the DCC lose the backup quarterback on the way. Uh, so now I'm on my third string quarterback for my Super Bowl ticket, and uh, he's going against the best quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. Yeah, you know what though the the the, the cool thing though is that like football is a, is legit team sport. Yes, absolutely. and and if you do necessary things around the team, then when adversity hits, you guys would be all right. And this goes back to I said this several times when when Kurt Cousins was going through his negotiations with Washington, I remember our GM at the time, Scott McCoolin, was like, "Look, like I I am I will pay him enough where he can take care of his family, you know, for a long time." But I'm trying to build a team around him, you know, where you don't have to do much, but we have a good team where if something happens, like we still have a good team. I look at the 49ers, they're in that situation where, I mean, they they played a game this year where they had like 11 starters out, something crazy like that, mm-hmm. like the Falcons game. Um, and they and still play competitive football. I think in that game, Nine of the eleven defenders who started the season week one were out right. of that and for that defense. Exactly. And you know, dealing with the Trey Lance, going back to Jimmy, which wasn't a hard transition, but it's it's a still it's still a transition nonetheless. It's still something at the most important position in football. Um, in that case, and now they're going through another transition. So this is kind of similar. This this team reminds me of the 2017 Eagles. Um, where they had an MVP quarterback in Carson Wentz, and he went down and is like, man, all hope is lost, but they were still playing really good football with Nick Foles because they had a good team. And in this case, that's what the 49ers look like. They have they have a really good football team. And I think that's, even though Brock Purdy comes in, like he's not going to have to do much. You know, this is an offense predicated on a sophisticated run game and, and outstanding defense. And if Tampa can't do anything offensively, then it's like, good luck. You know, I think there's a possibility that Tom does go in there and does throw a pick six. And I mean, it could be a low scoring game and because the 49ers defense stepped up. But this could also be a situation where Tom Brady is a situational master and he may find that weak link. And that's that's what's getting attacked, you know? So. 
but but where where is that where is that going to be especially when you don't have when you don't have like a like a Gronkowski you know where it's like okay when in doubt like I'm a, he's going to be a mismatch on somebody I don't care who it is when in doubt and the reason why I know that because I've been in that situation before. I've been, mm-hmm. I, I remember we we played New England and I lined up outside at the corner, and we were on the, I think on like the fifteen yard line, going in, mm-hmm. and I saw Gronk walk out to me, and I'm like, come on, man, no, 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 no. I'm like, oh, he's throwing the ball my way. I'm like, okay. there's, there's no, I say, there's no question. There's no question. And it's because sure enough, too, it was it was man to man. I was on the outside. I had no help inside. And why and why would Brady not throw Gronk the ball? Because all he has to do is take his six, seven, two eighty frame and box out my six, one, two hundred frame. Right. Something simple as that. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So and so this is what I did, too. I went up and I actually got in a press stance versus Gronk. Now, history shows if you are a corner and you press Gronkowski, he's going to throw you into a golf cart that's on the sideline. And we've seen that. And so last second, at the snap, I just bailed and I ran to the back pylon and ended up breaking up the pass because Brady tried to throw a fade. So he doesn't have that option. So that's why I think it's going to be a close game. I like the Niners to cover that three. It might be a push. I'm taking the Niners too, man. Brock the Rock. That's what I'm rocking with. And if I'm, you know, and I know that you can't really look at uh, you know, he obviously wasn't planning on playing. But I do feel that if the, the Niners traded all those picks for Garoppolo, I mean for uh for Lance, and then all offseason, we're in the shopping Jimmy, right? Brock Purdy was in the room. Brock like, Purdy he was, was in the room. He was getting worked. So like he was getting backup reps all offseason and was probably rep walking into this season thinking, yo, I have a shot at playing this year. Because Jimmy was was practicing on a side field the entire time, right? From all the reports. So Brock Purdy was taking all the snaps with the team. So, you know, that was another reason why I thought they were out of the Baker Mayfield business, is that, you know, they already they could have been in the Baker Mayfield business, like, you know, at any point prior to this. But I yeah, agree with you. First team all Big Twelve. You so know? you taking Tom? You taking Tom to cover this three? I'm taking the Forty ers I'm taking Forty ers Okay, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I'm, 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 I got, I got to twist it up. I'm taking the Forty ers to cover this, and I think, yeah, I, I, I love this team, man. That if at Kyle Shanahan has done is something I've really felt that. I don't understand why more football coaches didn't employ. Maybe just because it's too hard. But everybody says, man, you got to find a quarterback to win. And it's really hard to find quarterbacks. It's like, what if you just made your team quarterback proof so much so that, you know, you can. And if they play, if they play well. Exactly. Well done. Well, exactly. And I think that. That's kind of been his process to football. It's interesting because his dad obviously coached John Elway. So, you know, he's, I'm going to let him, I'm going to let John Elway throw the ball. But you, you see the way this 49 team runs. Shanahan, I mean, Garoppolo had 27 completions through two rounds in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it just, it, 
he quarterback proofed it in a way that I felt good about him starting Trey Lance as a first year player. Why? Not because the Trey Lance is going to be a great quarterback, but because he's athletic and was going to be able to pick up first downs with his legs on third and short in that type of situation, keep drives alive. Um, and ultimately, I yeah, I'm a big fan of the way the 49ers play. Kyle Shanahan is a short favorite, is is a bad business, but I'm still taking it. Yeah, but, but no, well, but 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 you but, made a good point in terms of the quarterback friendly thing because Right. The when Elway finally got his two Super Bowls, who was running the ball? Terrell Fat Davis. TV. Yeah. Who was Dude. MVP? Terrell Davis. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I've heard Shannon say before, it's like, dog, once TD got that migraine, like we were like, uh oh. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't but, know. But, but to your point, but like we were both saying, make your make your team quarterback proof or quarter quarterback friendly, whatever it is. And if your quarterback so happens to be John Elway, and he plays really good football, then great things are going to happen, you know? Right. So, yeah, so I like the 49ers here, even though Kyle Shanahan is a short favorite. It's dangerous business. Any game that we didn't touch on that you want to get at? Uh, by the way, you know what's so funny? That Super Bowl, those two Super Bowls, Elway was 37, 38, and back then, to me, he looked so old. And I, right now, I'm 38. <laughs> And I feel great. Um, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel every week. I look at them double digit, the double digit um spreads. And right now, like they got the Cowboys beating the brakes off the Texans. <laughs> Bro. And I got the Cowboys covering. <laughs> I was about to say, yes. man, look, I know conventional wisdom says it's yeah. the NFL. Yeah. How are you going to pick a team to win by 17 points? Because this doesn't have done it. And you know what? The way that, because here's the thing, you get what? How many possessions you get in a football game? Eight to 11, right? right? Offensive possessions. So let's say you score a touchdown, an extra point on each one of those. That's somewhere from 56 to 111 points, right? That's why part of the reason why you said I've never been on hung a 50 burger, just literally, you may not have the time and the ball to do it, right? You know, in, in, in the amount of time in which the game is set for. But if you're scoring defensive touchdowns too, all bets are off. This Cowboys team is scooping score. You know what it reminds me of a little bit? The year the Saints won the Super Bowl, their defense was so ball hawking and ferocious. And also had an inordinate amount of interceptions and fumbles returned for touchdowns and scores. You, I don't think you can't. I know it's just something you can't plan for or predict, but it's something you can't not account for, especially with the way the Cowboys get at the passer. Davis Mills back in there. I there's no chance I would bet on the Houston Texans this week. Yeah, no, I won't either. But um, before we go, there there is one matchup, and it's not. So much about the teams is more so about the QBs. Okay. And that's Tua Herbert. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that would be all over Twitter. Yeah. All over. Yeah. Because those two, you know, are going to be tied to hit simply because of what happened for the draft. And so that's going to be an interesting game. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that because that one, whatever, whatever you want to say, like that one is going to matter. So I'm excited to see that game. That's gonna be who do you th- what do you think uh end up shaking out? Dolphins off that 49ers loss. Uh I think I think the Dolphins come through. I think they're gonna bounce back. And I think Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill might have like 200 yards receiving. I'd say I am incredibly thoroughly unimpressed with 
Brandon Staley and his defense. And it just reminds me vividly of the year the Rams were running to the Super Bowl. I was reading a profile on Brandon Staley and the way that he was able to, 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 to have this defense humming. And as I've, I've understood offensive defensive line play, there are gaps assigned and the defensive player is supposed to rush this gap. Offensive player block this gap, right? Well, Brendan Staley and his thing was saying that he was able to have this defensive lineman's rush a gap and a half. And I remember texting a guy who was in, in the room at the time. And I was like, how much is this rushing a gap and a half? How much of it is because Aaron Donald requires three of the five offensive linemen to block him on every play. <laughs> like how much, right. like, like how much of this strategic, what are we talking about? Like all this, this hoopla that we're talking about. Cause it's like, all right, a gap, B gap, C gap. So I guess this guy's rushing the A and half of B gap, or is he just Aaron Donald? You know what I'm saying? And then, right. and then, you know, you go and you see, you know, obviously they go win the Super Bowl. He goes to the coach of the Chargers. And and you see, historically, since he's gotten there, has had one of the worst defenses since, you know, one of the one of the second half of the league, if, if at best, defenses, while having a quarterback who we all agree is a bionic human in Justin Herbert. Make any throw, and it's just like he's kind of wasting them right now. I agree. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's why if if I'm Sean Payton, I'm like, man, I want to get back into coaching. L.A. He goes. He comes to L.A. for Fox anyway. I'm about to say he's already out here all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like that's. I'm just it's gonna make me sick because I wish wish he was still. After I got to sit up there and look at Dennis Allen and say it hurts. It hurts. You know what hurts? <laughs> Kicking a field goal to go up. You know what hurt? Kicking a field goal to go up thirteen. That hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like that. You know what oh hurt? Putting a running back with a torn MCL back in the game, jackass. Meanwhile, Alvin Kamara just sitting there with his quality control chain and just like, hey, you know, I'm not doing nothing. I, I'm I'm available. I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? Why don't you throw me the ball? Nah, no time for that, Dennis <laughs> Allen. Who, mind you, by the way, uh, I want to say. I think it's 15 and 41 as a head coach in the NFL. Is he really 15 and 41? We're close to Hugh Jackson on that one. And Hugh Jackson sued the league or made at least made reference to the fact that his owners told him to lose on purpose. Okay. That's where we're at. Is he really? I need to look. <laughs> What's his record? You, you got it right there, no? You just look it up? No, I'm trying to look it up right now. Oh. Wait, as a head coach, him? Dennis Allen as the head coach. Oh, Dennis Allen. Yes, 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 yes. I was like, I think, I don't know why I thought still. He hasn't been coached for two years. That's my fault. Yes, Dennis no. Allen. Oh, yeah, no. Staley almost with the playoffs. Dennis Allen is, is is trending to be one of the worst coaches in, in NFL history. As he gets more opportunities at the crack. Uh, and, uh, you know, well, starting Andy Dalton will do that for you. When a guy who two for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns just two years ago. Two, that's two. That's the number two. Just two years ago, sitting on your bench. But... I digress. That team stinks. Well, let's take a quick break and then make our lemon pepper parlays. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, well, hopefully better luck this week. Unlimited Pepper Parlay got demolished by the uh, the Eagles, so that wasn't great. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers on the money line. I'm going to take the Bengals on the money line, and I'm going to take the Bills on the money line. Call me square. Call me lame. I just want to turn a profit. You can't go broke turning a profit, as they say, Will. That's what I'm trying to do. I feel you, um, but I like I like Minnesota money line. Okay, and then I like I like Jets covering. Just I, I feel like tough spot. I feel like no Vaughn, no problem right now. They already beat them fully loaded last time, and they're playing they're playing way better football right now with with Mike White. Um. But Zach may come back this week, right? Is that what I heard? I think that was, I mean, I heard some talk, but that's got to be just talk. Like, I yeah. can't, I can't imagine. But the thing about Mike White, I just can't get out of my head that last, the last stretch down, they should have beat the Vikings. They and should have, just, but that's, what, that's my point, though. They should have. They should have. Uh, oh, you're Buffalo giving me cause for Buffalo concern. should have as well. All right, you know what? You know what, though? You know what? You know what? I'm going to go, I'm gonna go Vikings Will, and Jets money again. line. I'm changing mine. Okay, oh, Vikings, Vikings and Jets money line. Vikings and the Jets money line? Yep. We're going to just shake right. up this you, AFC East. I was about to say, you don't want to. That's, that's living life on the edge right there. Big time. It's on the edge. The Jets and the Vikings on the money line? I think that's on the edge. That's, but, that's how I am. The edge. The edge. The edge. <laughs> edge. I mean, I don't Glory. hate it, but you know what though? Now I can't lay it. I can't literally have that on a graphic next to what, 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 you know, I can't do that. Meatballs, here's my parlay. I'm going with the 49ers <laughs> on the money line still. And I'll take Dave's Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. I'll take the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Walking out trap, I take over your trap. Ever since they played that game, they were doing awful. Yeah, so. When they beat I, Cincy. Walking out trap, I take over your trap. They again. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. They got their trap took over. Pick, pick, pick it and pickings. So there you go. I do think all those favorites cover. I don't love Will's Jets money line pick, but I could talk myself into Mike White or White Mike. Have you seen The Wire? Yes. <laughs> White yeah, Mike? Yeah, I got a friend that we call that. I grew up with him. Will, Will, we'll have better luck this week. We'll do better this week. We'll make some money. It's the holidays coming up. Let's make some money for these Christmas presents. All right, man. I'm not buying anybody anything. Well, geez. All right, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> You're a wild one. <laughs> for Thank me and you, the sir. Grinch, that's the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast.